We are going to energize the country. Stop Brexit. No more Mr. Nice Guy. Another future is possible, but we've got to fight for it. Order. Hello and welcome to the debated podcast. As always, I'm your host, Will, and I'm joined by my co-host, Conrad. Hello. And in this YouTube special of the podcast, in this first part, uh, we're joined by Buckley uh, from A Dose of Buckley, a extremely uh, engaging YouTube channel that you uh, may have heard of that covers a variety of subjects. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. Um, so the first question uh, that I'd like to ask is, what first prompted you to make uh, commentary videos? Well, um... It's one of those things, you know, where uh, I was just an outspoken person in general, in, you know, real life, I guess, as opposed to YouTube, which is fake life, right? And so I um, was doing that, and it was, well, about 2009, and people are, and I, I went to school for radio broadcasting as well, so uh, I have a bit of a background in being in front of a microphone, and so people were like, oh, you should do like a podcast or something like that. I'm like, I don't really want to do like a hour long, half hour long podcast. Like, I don't think that I want to really do that. And uh, at the time, what I was trying to do was make my, uh, I guess we'll call them bits, very similar to radio bits. They'd just be short, sort of little looks at, um, you know, things that are going on in society and pop culture. And so I was doing that. I was doing them as audio. And then I decided, what the hell? Uh, I'll try putting them on YouTube because that's where, you know, obviously there's a much larger audience. And that started getting some traction. And the original idea was to get the people from YouTube to come to my uh, website. Didn't work out that way. No one wants to leave YouTube. So I just said, you know what, then, uh, hey, am I allowed to swear on this thing or what? Yeah. All right. Then I, so I said, <laughs> I'm just going to just go ahead and put them on uh, YouTube full time from now on. Uh, everything will just go on there. Keeps it simple. One place for everyone to find all of my shit, right? So, yeah, you've um, done videos on a wide range of topics, a lot on music and a lot on sort of culture and things going on. And you've made, you know, you make comedy, you make jokes. Do you think there's anything that is off limits for comedy? Or do you think that anything can be made fun of if you, you've got the right sort of joke about it i think if you do it right there's there's really nothing uh that you can't joke about my sort of go-to with that is uh anthony jeselnik does in i don't know if it was his last special or the special before that i think it was the last one though does a, a like 20 minute bit about taking a girl to an abortion clinic and you know the uh, the average person might be like, oh my god, you can't a uh, twenty minute joke about taking a girl to an abortion clinic. There's not even a, a thirty second joke about that that's funny. And I would beg to disagree uh, if you watched that special. But uh, I, I think that um, you know it, it is. It, it all depends on how you make the joke, who the target is, you know, things like that. Because. Uh, yeah, sure. People will say, oh, you can't make jokes about rape, for example, right? It's off limits. However, what they mean is you can't make jokes about people who have been raped or victims of rape, right? That's who you can't make jokes about. But as if you're making jokes about, uh, you know, either the subject or you're making jokes about, uh, especially or about rapists or things like that, if they're the, the, 
target of the joke, then I think that you can make those jokes and it, it can be done in a way that isn't, I guess, harmful or that isn't intended to make fun of a very specific uh, group of people or a specific person, which is always what it actually comes down to, right? When people say, oh, you can't make jokes about uh, that because that happened to me, then what they're saying is, so I can't make jokes about you specifically. And I'm not making jokes about you specifically. I don't know you. You know what I mean? So uh, I think that's uh, that's where that lands. Um, you talk about making jokes about people specifically, but of course, one of the things that you excel at is making jokes about specific people, particularly, uh, particularly <laughs> celebrities. I, I just wonder, right. do you think that there's something cathartic for you and the viewers to be able to make jokes about people like politicians, like Donald Trump, say, like Kim Kardashian, whoever, because there isn't, you know, it's, it's not someone you know, it's someone who you'll probably never meet, but who may do something stupid that you can ridicule. I think to a certain degree, uh, one of the rules I always kind of put forth uh, to myself on my own channel is for the most part, I would never make fun of someone who was, and this is going to sound like so up my own ass and I fucking appreciate that, but uh, is that I never make fun of anyone who is less famous than I am, which shouldn't be hard. Okay. Like I'm not, I'm buddy. Right. But uh, at the same time, it, there's sort of a, a funny uh I guess, way to look at it, where uh, if I'm making fun of someone who has uh, less followers than me, it's bullying. If I make someone who make fun of someone who has more followers than me, well, that's just criticism, you know? Now, you've um, been making um, videos for 10 years now. Um, uh, yeah. So um, on your most recent video, you mentioned that you sort of changed your mind about YouTube's algorithm and how it affects subscribers seeing your content. Are there any other things that you feel like you've changed your mind about or other old videos that you think you've got a different view on now than when you made them? Um, probably. I don't know about a ton off the top of my head, but uh, one actually that did come to mind recently uh, so, sort of because someone had commented on it. I get a lot of that. I'll see, you know, for people who are YouTube, uh, creators, then you see they've got, you've got the like little alert and you can see when comments have been posted on your stuff. And for the most part, a lot of it gets drowned out, but every now and then I click on it. And one of the ones I had seen recently was a video I had done where I talked about I don't know what the exact title of the video is anymore, to be honest, but uh, it was me talking about going to work sick. And, you know, it was about people who, I don't know, I probably called people pussies for calling in sick to go to work and things like that, right? And uh, someone, of course, had commented the, the memetic, uh, this age terribly comment, right? And it was, you know, it's kind of funny because I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I mean, especially now when you think about uh, the old COVID-19 and everything like that, I think that a lot of people's minds have changed on the subject of uh, calling in sick to go to or not going to work sick and things like that. It used to be uh, not that long ago, really, a sort of like, you know, tough it out. Uh, you know, you're you're British, right? So, you know, stiff upper lip, right? <laughs> You just you, you you power through it. You, you get through your goddamn life, right? But like now, 
we're realizing, especially in certain um, situations, certain jobs, right? Do you really want uh, a, a server or a, a fast food cook or a, a chef at a restaurant coming in, uh, you know, sneezing into your food or fucking coughing into it or whatever, and then you end up having to eat that? Do you think that um, the way that you deal with uh, topics that are specifically YouTube related, like, for example, what's happening with um, H3H3 and Keemstar at the moment or anything that the, the, the polls have done, for example, is different from when you tackle things related to politicians? Or do you not see any difference in the way that you construct jokes or think about the topics? Um, not that I can really think of, I guess, like, uh, it, it, essentially, yeah, a topic is a topic. And, uh, the way I sort of decide whether I'm going to take on any sort of topic is first things first, is there at least you start with one joke? Is there at least one joke in here that I think is funny that I think other people will think is funny, which I think is a lot of, uh, I, I, I'm, going to be a bit of a hypocrite in a little bit of a way here first because i've said before that uh as a as a content creator the first thing you should worry about is would you like it is it something that you think is good because if you don't like it then no one is going to but then you still do have to think about to a certain degree is anyone else going to find this funny or is this just some inside joke between you and your friends because if it's just some inside joke between you and your friends there's a good guarantee there's a good chance that no one is going to fuck laugh at that joke but anyway yeah so that's whether it's about trump or whether it's about you know youtube algorithms or whether it's about uh yeah kim kardashian which was a topic that i covered a couple weeks ago or whatever the case may be it yeah it starts with you know i see a i see a headline i read a news article is there something funny in here do i have at least one joke and then can i build on that is there more jokes uh or is this going to be you know sometimes i take a little bit more of a serious approach to a video i'm sure that uh if you looked at something like my george zimmerman video or videos i think i did a couple videos about that guy and you know I don't know how many jokes there are. Some of it is a little bit more serious. And so, yeah, I think sometimes a serious topic may get a little bit more of a serious approach. Uh, but at the same time, there will still be the odd joke or two kind of peppered in to, to remind people, hey, this is still at the end of the day, uh, you know, some asshole in Canada's opinion about something. And it's it's meant for the it's meant for the purposes of entertainment. And I think that um you know, that's that's where things get lost between uh, like opinion uh, talking heads on the news. People like Tucker Carlson, who people think is an, a newscaster or something like that. And it's like, no, Tucker Carlson's not a newscaster. He's an, a, he's an entertainer providing his opinion on a news station. And there's a huge difference. And so uh, I always want to try and at least keep that barrier between me. I don't think anyone's you know, ever mistaken me for a news person before, but every now and then you get someone who comments things like, oh man, I get like all of my news through you. And I'm like, oh, that's bad. Like, don't, don't do that. <laughs> get your news from actual news and not some guy on the internet who's calling Katy Perry. A you know what I mean? Um, now, recently with what's um, been going on after the... Um the death of um, George Floyd, we've seen quite a lot of um, celebrities, you know, voicing their opinions on it. 
you, what's your views on celebrities getting involved in politics? Not necessarily in this circumstance, but more generally. Um, do you think that right. it's something that should happen more often, or is it, is it something that sort of can be preachy? Well, it's hard to say, right? I mean, what's the, uh, the difference between the average person doing it on their Twitter and, uh, you know, and some celebrity doing it on their Twitter is about 20 million followers, right? And, you know, it's, that's, that's the sort of, I don't know, weird hypocrisy of it is that that's, that's the difference is that they're not, they're not, I mean, sometimes some celebrities are right. Some celebrities are a lot preachier. They're like, you know, this is what you should be doing, or you, you have to do this, or you're not a true ally or whatever the right but there are some who are just voicing their opinions right and i i don't see the difference between uh you know them voicing their opinions because otherwise what what have you followed that celebrity for anyway because it's always funny because if if they were just if it was uh i don't know chris pratt right and if it's just if it was chris pratt doing and his whole twitter was nothing but him promoting his next movie his next tv show his next whatever the doing people will be like oh this is stupid i don't want to look at this the reason that people follow celebrities on social media is because you want that inside look at their real lives right it's it's as old as and i mean they basically just took all the power away from the paparazzi to a certain degree to present it in their own way their you know their own lives in their own way right but it's just sort of uh, so then when they express an opinion or something that you don't agree with, and that's usually where it comes to, right? Is that it, people, someone expresses an opinion that's too liberal or too conservative. And then uh, the public that doesn't side with that goes, oh, you should shut the about politics. I've never, I, now I can't say this doesn't happen, but I personally have not seen uh, too many examples of, you know, someone expressing uh you know expressing their uh uh what's the word i'm looking for their uh they want to uh show off that they support black lives matter you're not going to see a, a person that also supports black lives matter going oh shut the about your politics i just follow you for movies no one's doing that right do you think that uh your politics ever influences your comedy at all or do you keep your own political opinions separate from uh, when you're making jokes so as not to perhaps influence the direction that your comedy takes? Well, I think that I would be lying if I said uh, that I keep it out entirely. And, you know, but the, the funny thing is that my politics, at least according to my audience, are whatever they think they are on any given day, right? So, I mean, I've expressed opinions that could be considered more right-wing leaning. I've uh, expressed opinions that could be considered more left-wing leaning. Uh, ultimately, I don't identify either side personally. I think it's a big waste of time, and I don't think that uh, being saying you are this side or that side is is uh, helpful because what that means is then are you saying that you aren't willing to bend on the fact that maybe your side gets it wrong sometimes and everyone's side gets it wrong sometimes it's just it's just the nature of it there's no uh there's no way that 
the left is 100% right all the time or that the right is 100% right all the time, right? There are, uh, there's, there's more to life than that. And so when it comes to my own comedy, I've, I've tried to, uh, try and I've tried to be comfortable with making fun of things that even I agree or like that I agree with, you know what I mean? Uh, I've made jokes about, uh, I've made jokes about celebrities. I like, I've made uh, jokes about, uh, political views that I like or that I agree with or things like that. And of course I've made lots of jokes about the other side of that too. Right. So, uh, I, I think though that, yeah, it, it certainly, it's going to seep in. It's, it's going to seep in no matter what you're doing. I think that, uh, you know, you can't read anything anymore. You can't read video game news website without, you know, some sort of a political view seeping in or a perceived political view seeping in because now everyone has decided that everything has a line between it, right? Like I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if there's someone out there who thinks that people who play animal crossing must be liberal there. There's no way that a conservative would play animal crossings all those are that's a liberal game and me as a conservative would never play a game that's meant for liberals when it's like it's a game man what the hell are you talking about but so um uh, i mentioned earlier about um youtube's algorithms and how they sort of affect sort of showing content to subscribers and there's also been a lot of stuff about demonetization of certain content that might be political or controversial what's your views on how youtube has handled this well, it's, um, I don't know. It's a double-edged sword, right? Because, I mean, uh, I've seen, it, uh, talking about YouTube, talking about all of them, right? Twitter's talking about, or Twitter uh, recently flagged a couple of Trump's posts, right, as uh, either uh, in- intentionally inciting violence or uh, being, uh, in, like being false news or things like that. And when you see things like that with YouTube as well, that they are apparently suppressing anything that might have to do with uh, COVID-19, because what if it's another conspiracy theory or there was that, I, I never watched it, but there was that conspiracy f- theory video um, by some ex-doctor who I guess YouTube deleted and it keeps getting deleted every time someone tries to repost it, but obviously they can only you know, do so much. And I think that, uh, I, I've, I've, my stance previously on this and, you know, to a certain degree is still that they're a private company. And at the end of the day, it's, it's not about, um, freedom of speech. You could go on to any street corner, uh, you know, in any free country to a certain degree and start yelling whatever you want about whatever your views are. Uh, you can go, you know, you could start your own website and do that, or you can, uh, you know, find a, a political outlet that w- does agree with you that will let you post your opinions there or things like that. And certainly, you know, it's, it's not a, a matter of, oh, it's freedom of speech uh, that's being suppressed because YouTube doesn't want me to post this, right? It's, it's, there it's up to them and i think that yes perhaps it goes to a uh, it goes down a bit of a slippery slope of then what and if if youtube is the only game in town then uh 
because at, at the moment there's no one as big as YouTube, right? So if they are controlling everything that can be talked about, but I think at the same time, uh, and they're going to get it wrong and they're going to get it wrong a lot, but they are going to get it right sometimes. And I think that, that it, there may be a, uh, there may be good reasons sometimes for removing certain viewpoints from certain platforms, you know, and I think, for example, you know, if, if if the president of the United States goes on to Twitter and instead of because he's always real clever about it. But if he just went on the if he went on Twitter and said, you know, I'm calling on all police officers to shoot every protester they see. Like, are we saying, oh, that's a, that's freedom of speech. We should let him say that. No, we shouldn't let him say that that's absolute insanity so i i think that there is certainly times and and we already have these things set up i mean freedom of speech is a is a bullshit concept everywhere in the united states in canada in the uk there are already rules that govern what you can and cannot say and hate speech for example is generally one of those things um you know, and then depending on the country or depending on the area, things like, uh, you know, inciting violence or, uh, uh, you know, just things like that, that you just can't do or say and that supersede any freedom of speech laws or some thing that a bunch of dandies wrote in the 1500s or wherever the fuck they did it. You know what I mean? Your most popular series, perhaps your most popular series is musical autopsies. And I wonder, how much do you think politics influences the creation of music and the music industry? Well, I think uh, to a certain degree, it, it has for a long time, if not always, right? I mean, you look at uh, probably half the songs that were played at Woodstock in 69 were f- political as hell, right? Uh, it all depends on, of course, the person or the, the artist, and there's, there's certainly... Um, to a certain degree, pop artists that will never touch anything political, uh, at least directly, but indirectly, right? I mean, it, it, what it, it sort of just it determines, or it, it all depends on what you decide is political, right? And I think that obviously, you know, some per, someone might say uh, it, it's not a political stance to say that we shouldn't, uh, we shouldn't treat gay people any differently than straight people. Right. I, I think that, uh, you know, that should just be a given. Maybe that's, that's now that's just me, you know, that's uh, you know, it's a real controversial opinion, but uh, that's just me. I don't think that maybe we should, maybe we shouldn't treat gay people differently than straight people, but there are people who uh, don't think that and would call me a liberal for expressing that opinion. And it's like, it's not, I don't think that's a liberal opinion. I think that's just a, a maybe something that you, you should just treat human beings with some, a certain level of dignity and respect. But, um, but so I would, I would suggest then that if you're going to define it at that level, which is a pretty low bar to set, then almost every uh, song is political in some way, because there's lots that express a certain viewpoint. I mean, you could suggest then that all rap to a certain degree is, is pretty liberal because it all suggests, uh, you know, flagrant drug use and, uh, uh, being able to whoever you want and 
all that kind of stuff. And I mean, that's those are pretty liberal views, um, we're right? Coming up uh, to the end of our, our, our time speaking, it's been great speaking uh, to you, Buckley. Uh, and I've got one final question for you. If there was any topic that you get requested a lot, that you don't really want to talk about, but you keep getting it requested, and you could instantly stop people uh, requesting uh, it of you and, and sending you messages about, what would it be? Um, <laughs> I think the, I, I, it's not a, not a serious problem, but the, uh, so you're familiar with, uh, yeah. I hate everything I'm sure. And his, his, uh, he used to get the, like, do I hate yeah. Mars bars. Right. And I think my version of do I hate Mars bars is what are your thoughts on Eminem? I get, I get that. I've been getting that for pretty much as long as my channel has existed is, you know, what's your opinion on Eminem? What are your thoughts on Eminem? And at this point now, I'm, I'm basically just not answering it out of spite. So, uh, Well, I hope anyone uh, listening who may be a, a fan of yours and thinks about sending you that kind of message will, will think again now. Uh, thank you once again for coming on and joining us. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, in this part of the podcast, I am delighted to be joined by Ed Chapman, who runs the YouTube channel Gameface HD. Welcome to the podcast, Ed. Thank you very much for having me, Will. I appreciate you join, uh, me joining you today. Uh, so the first question that I'd like to ask is what first uh, made you decide to make a YouTube channel and what made you decide to do commentary videos? Because I know when you started out, I don't think you were doing that. You were doing more like uh, FIFA videos, weren't you? Yes, yeah. That's that's how I originally started out was doing gaming videos. Uh, I, I started in in 2012, and for me, I always just wanted to create. You know, so whatever it was, I always wanted to create something. I like the idea of building something, and so with a YouTube channel, it's all about building an audience and and trying to you know create the videos, obviously to uh, hopefully entertain people. And I originally started off just doing gaming videos because that's what I was doing, you know, when I was 13. Yeah. Um, but then sort of six years down the line, I decided to change to uh, commentary videos and sort of more entertainment comedy style videos because it felt a bit more natural and a bit more sort of the direction I wanted to go in. And, uh, you know, I think when you spend so long doing one thing, I think it's good to have a change, good to sort of move on to something else. And um, for me, moving on to commentary and sort of more comedy style videos was more the direction I wanted to go on in the future. I just didn't really see as much of a future making FIFA videos. I always felt like I'd move away from that eventually. Mm. Um, and the series that we're going to be mainly talking about is one that I think you started relatively recently, and that's uh, Roast of the Week. Um, what made you decide to do Roast the Week specifically? And for those who aren't familiar with it, what's the basic premise of it? Uh, so the basic premise is, um, I mean, it's sort of, I mean, the name in itself was was a little bit of a take on uh, Mock the Week, which is obviously mm. quite a popular show in the UK. Um, but I wanted to sort of combine um, the things that happen on online in on the internet and YouTube drama and that sort of thing, but also um, go outside of that bubble and, and also look at the things that are happening, you know, in the news and politics and those sorts of things and try and combine the two in the best in you know the best way possible. Yeah, and it was also about you know um, just really having a laugh at some of the ridiculous things that happened during the week. That was that was always very much the the route I wanted to take it down, as opposed to you know too heavy on sort of opinion side of things. I, I always wanted to sort of make sure I was bringing it back to humour and you know jokes yeah. and things like that. Uh, 
Um, one of the things that I find quite interesting you mentioned there is the way that you approach joking about, like, for example, things that are in the news, things that are very topical, like the um, stuff that's been involved with the pandemic, like the, the, the conga line, uh, I think it was in one of the most recent videos, uh, but yeah. also mm-hmm. not making too much of a distinction between that and, say, some of the YouTube drama that you make jokes about and commentate on. When you're coming up with with jokes and thinking about what will be in like a particular video, do you ever think about, oh, I need to have a particular balance of, say, new stuff, uh, topical stuff from like uh, politics and that sort of thing, and a particular balance of YouTube stuff, or does it depend on just what's happened during the week? Yeah, I definitely do think about having the right balance in the videos because I don't want it to be too politics heavy. I don't want it to be too internet heavy. Like I want to feel like at times we're, we're leaving that bubble of YouTube and I feel like we are talking about the things that are going on in people's lives. And obviously with what's happening at the moment, there's a lot to talk about. And so sometimes you've got to rein it in a little bit. Like with this week's one that's just gone, there's lots of things in politics I haven't talked about. You know, with Donald Trump and various other things, uh, Joe Biden, things like that. I haven't spoken about those well, there was enough to sort of speak about in, in the rest of politics and UK politics. Yeah. I did decide to keep in. And then, like I say, it's all about getting that balance right between the YouTube side of things as well. And so I think having that balance is really important. You don't want it to be too heavy on either side. And you want to also want to keep things uh, fresh every week. If I'm talking about Donald Trump every week, then, yeah. you know, maybe it'll get a bit samey. Yeah. Um, do you like make a, a direct distinction when you're coming up with jokes or particular segments between like, uh politics and, and and youtube drama because of course for a lot of people you know youtube drama is quite removed from politics or people who are you know primarily engaged in youtube aren't going to perhaps think about uh politics as much do, do you feel that there has to be a, a distinction in the way that you tell the jokes or, or a distinction in the way that you, you think about the jokes that you make um, I mean, I think, you know, definitely with, with things like pol- politics, you've got to be a little bit more careful and, and remember that, you know, at the end of the day, these are, you know, the people that are determining people's lives and people do take it quite uh, seriously and quite rightly take it uh, seriously. But there's also got to be uh, a point where, you know, there's got to be a little bit of leeway and a little bit of freedom to, you know, make jokes and, and sort of laugh at ridiculous things that are happening and, and try and find some sort of humour from that. Um, but I, I approach both of them pretty much the same, to be honest with you. Um, because, you know, again, people can get just as defensive about the favourite YouTubers as well. So, you know, it's, it's uh, not too dissimilar, actually. Yeah. Do you think that politics at all that influences YouTube drama? Do you think that or, or do you think that like what happens on YouTube is very much, say, for example, if there's a particular scandal about uh, merchandise or mystery boxes or that kind of thing, that it... It is a completely separate world, or do you think that what happens in the outside world with politics does does influence YouTube and YouTube drama? Uh, maybe it has a slight influence, but I mean, YouTube is very much a, a bubble. It, it is very much um, what happens on YouTube almost feels the majority of the time like it stays there. Mm. Obviously, we have started to come a little bit more into the mainstream with the boxing and things like that that have happened more recently. Um, but it is still that feeling of it being a bit of a bubble. And, um, you know, I do think that 
uh, I don't really feel like the mainstream necessarily does have a huge effect unless it's through, you know, policies and things like that that affect us when we're uploading and monetization, those sorts of things. But uh, aside from that, I don't feel like it affects the, the massive, the, the culture on YouTube or the drama too much from a political side of things. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I've also found interesting, you mentioned monetization there is the YouTubers who make perhaps content that is a bit uh, risky or edgier, uh, dependent on um, where you're coming from, often suffer in terms of monetization. You know, they won't get the uh, videos monetized as much as, say, more like your, your family-friendly channels. Do you think that this is a, a free speech issue, or do you think that it's just, well, you know, advertisers are going to be paying quite a substantial amount of money for their uh, products to appear on certain videos, they should be allowed to decide where their adverts appear, even if it does uh, affect YouTubers. Yeah, it's uh, monetization's a, a really difficult one because uh, obviously there's, you know, the, the like you mentioned there, the, the free speech kind of thing is a big part of it. And that is sort of, um, it does it does have the feeling at times that that is sort of being a little bit suppressed on YouTube, particularly if you look at you know things that have happened recently with uh, David Icke and his YouTube channel being shut mm-hmm. down. Um, but I mean, I think we should really be looking at advertising on YouTube differently than we are at the moment. I think at the moment it's it's looked at as if the adverts that you see at the side of a video is somehow endorsing the video that it's placed next to. Mm. And I think that's a little bit risky to say or to go down that line because just because there's an ad, just because someone's bought an ad spot at the side of a video doesn't mean it's they've bought it specifically next to that video. So, you know, I can understand from a brand perspective why they wouldn't want to be next to certain content. Yeah, but I do feel like it's sort of. It, I don't like the idea of it holding people back, and particularly when it's sort of with information or, or albeit you know alternative information, like with uh, the David Icke case. Mm. Um, I don't really like the idea of it sort of holding uh, you know information back from people. Um, I, I think I just like to see a little bit more um, freedom for people on YouTube. I can understand exactly why YouTube have had to get quite strict on that side of things because it is putting off uh, some brands. Mm. And one of the other things that has been happening on YouTube in the last few years has been greater space for uh, celebrities and uh, brands to, to, to take over um, quite a, a, a large part of the platform. And we saw that um, with uh, Rewind, I think, in 2018, where it was very much uh, influenced by celebrities. Do you think that there's a an issue with the amount of um, space that YouTube is willing to give to say celebrities over original content creators like yourself and, and, and other YouTubers. Yeah, I, I do think that's a, it has been definitely a bit of a, a worrying thing to see is that I, I do feel like at times there has been a little bit of favoritism towards the celebrities uh, coming on to YouTube. I think a great example of that is a lot of the late night um, talk shows and, and those mm-hmm. hosts. We we often see those guys trending or, we, or at least we did in the past. It's, it's less so now, but you often see them on the trending page. And I think there was actually something that came out that did say that they were putting a specific amount of people from more mainstream media on the trending page and then also trying to incorporate some actual YouTubers on there as well. And so I do feel like, um, you know, there's definitely been more celebrities try and make the move over to YouTube or uh, in the case of chat shows, they've definitely made that move over. And it does sort of feel like they're almost nudging some of the, you know, actual people that are on the on the platform originally. But I can completely mm. understand it because this is where the, the attention is right now. And so everyone wants a slice of that. Yeah. Uh, what do you think is going to be the 
future of YouTube? Because, of course, we've seen, you know, with the, the pandemic, a lot of people having to, to stay in and, you know, people making more videos and people watching a lot more because they, you know, it's one of the few things that they can do. Mm. Do you think that this is going to change the way that media interacts with YouTube? Because, of course, a lot of media productions won't be able to um, go ahead even after uh, lockdown has been eased because of social distancing. Do you think that there's going to be more respect towards YouTube, more more value placed on it in the future? Uh, I think potentially. I mean, I, I would like to see... Um, I would like to see a bit more sort of respect for what people do on here because people are putting a lot of time and, and effort into videos as much as, you know, some people are just literally sat in front of a camera and that to an extent is what I do. But there is also, you know, a lot of other things that go behind it that people don't see as well. So I would like to see a little bit more respect for a lot of people that do put in a lot of uh, hard work on YouTube and that maybe don't get the rewards that they, you know, that they probably deserve. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think you see that a lot on on YouTube. Um, but I mean, as for what happens after the, uh, sort of lockdowns ended. I'm not really too sure what will happen. Really, I don't know whether we'll see um, people gravitate back away from YouTube mm. or whether it'll, you know, the, the surge will continue to happen. Uh, but I'm, I'm not really too sure. I definitely expect more people to be, um, you know, using the internet and being online as much as possible. And part of that, I suppose, will be uh, using YouTube for to, to be able to do that as well. Mm. Uh, we're coming uh, towards the end of. Uh our chat it's been great speaking to you ed and i've got one final question for you when um the lockdown is ended what one thing that you can't do now are you most looking forward to being able to do again oh um i think definitely see my mates i think that's for me the the biggest part i mean right now i'm fortunate with what i do i don't really need to leave the house to do anything um so i'm quite fortunate in that sense but yeah it's definitely just going to be see my mates i'm I'm definitely uh missing that uh but yeah other than that i think that's uh that's pretty much the the standout (laughs) thing for me Uh, well i think that's something that i certainly agree with and um a lot of our uh, listeners will agree with uh, as well. Thanks once again uh, for coming on, Ed. Uh, if people no want to find you on YouTube, on Twitter and Instagram, where can they find you? Uh, so on YouTube, I'm Gameface, and then on Twitter and Instagram, it's at GamefaceHD. Excellent. Thanks once again for coming on the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Don't forget that you can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, or YouTube, you can follow us at Debated Podcast on Twitter, like us, Debated Podcast on Facebook. And if you want to email us, either about appearing or making a comment or reaction to the episode you've heard or any other episodes, then email us, thedebatedpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. I hope you listen to the next one. <laughs>